Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I'm really excited to have you here. Today, we have a kick-ass interview. I found me another kick-ass female officer uh, online. Her name is Colette. She's doing big things. She has her own podcast. She is She's really kicking ass. I'm really excited um, to have her on here. I'm excited for what she has to say to you today because it's going to be some stuff you haven't heard from more. This is from, you haven't heard from anyone. This isn't going to be um, just a typical interview. I can tell you that. So stay here. You're going to hear a lot of good good nuggets for you to um, take from this podcast. Um, Colette, I'll have you introduce yourself to Sheepdog Nation. Yeah, what's going on, Autumn? I'm Colette Beyer, I'm originally from, uh, from Jersey and found my way down to the uh, D.C. area was uh, working in the political world for about 10 years and uh, found myself unemployed after a layoff and decided that no time like the present, I wanted to become a cop. It was a lifelong childhood dream and I, uh, I, I pulled the trigger and, and made it happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so is that what, and that's what you're doing right now, right? I am. Yeah, I'm actively uh, currently serving. We have a pretty awesome patrol schedule. So on my days off, I run my own business. And, but uh, I'm loving doing both. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. But they say that when things that you do, when you do things that you love, it, it doesn't turn into work. So it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Tell us. What, so what do you do? Like, what is your business? So I uh, started a consultancy and a podcast called Master of Her Craft. Master of Her Craft, we're really out there just trying to empower women to become self-made so that they are really ready to hit the ground running no matter what it is they want to do. We're really focused on highlighting what women that have achieved mastery have focused on. So there's really six key areas of personal development that these female masters, and we're talking, we're talking big people, we're talking people that are high net worth, ultra high net worth, CEOs of companies, world leaders, you know, what is it really that those women focused on to become who they are? And after doing a lot of research, I really drilled down and identified six key areas that it takes to really become a master of your craft. So the first one is mindset mastery. The second one is physical wellness. The third one is having your command presence on point. The fourth one is financial literacy. I know that's an issue for a lot of cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a problem. Uh, and then the next one is exit strategies and having a backup plan. I know we'll talk about that a little bit today. And then the last one is building your tribe, which you've done an awesome job of here with Sheepdog Nation uh, and something that I encourage all women to do. So really, I'm taking my background of spending about a decade building brands for for politicians and organizations and companies behind the scenes. And I'm now teaching women how to do that for themselves. Big, the big goal here really is, is to help highly educated professional women get into law enforcement or the military or for being a first responder and then grooming them while they're actually serving and then providing them with a, a strategy to get out. So when you're going in, you actually have a strategy on how you're going to leave because you can't, you can't just kind of leave it up to chance and sort of figure it out as you go along. See, and that's excellent. See, Sheepdog Nation, let's talk about that for a moment. We're going to use me um, as an example. If you're brand new to me, then you're going to hear my story. But if you've heard this story a thousand times, lucky you, because you're going to hear it again. So I got injured. 
So I've been a cop since I've been 20. I got injured in the line of duty. And you know what? Where the hell were you, Colette? Because I didn't have, I mean, exactly what she's saying. I didn't have an, I didn't have an exit strategy. I mean, I, I, I figured it out and put one together as quickly as possible. And thankfully it helped save me. But I think that I could have bypassed a lot of depression, a lot of, um, you know, I was really hard on myself because I faced a lot of people being hard on me. A lot of officers in my department, like just totally shunning me. And, um, because I got hurt at, on duty at their department <laughs> and I, you know, it doesn't even make sense, but it happens, happens to a lot of cops. Um, and, and, uh, what you're doing is oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, and your background that you have on that. I don't know if you caught that sheepdog nation, but she actually used to do this for like politicians and, and she actually used to do this for like people who, you know, big people, big names. And so she knows what she's doing. She's not just one of these people who decided that she's going to start a business and, and pull shit out of her ass. Literally. She's, you know, she knows what she's doing. So this, this is really cool. And this is why I want you to pay attention. So call it. Can you now can, what inspired you to do this? Did you ever get hurt or did somebody like close to you get hurt? Or can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I got hurt. Um, I never really gave up my business. I was forced to give up my business temporarily while I was uh, a pre-academy recruit, while I was in the academy, and then while I was on FTO. And that was obviously for a good reason. But literally the second I was able to pick my business back up, I had a, I had a memo into my chain of command and it was, it was go time. So I never let my contacts lapse. Um, and, you know, I've always been big about making sure that I was living off of my base salary. That's pretty hard. This is one of the most expensive places in the country to live. But um, I made it happen. I made a lot of really hard financial decisions and, and adjusted my cost of living because, thank God, I did that. Uh, I ended up getting hurt. I uh, have an up-armored panel in my door of my cruiser, and it swung shut. And to keep it from crushing my leg, I caught it with my foot. Uh, and, it, and it messed my foot up pretty badly. I was out for six, seven months. And um, it was at that point where I really had to take a hard look at things because I was hurt. I couldn't work overtime. You know, that, that definitely took away my fun money. Um, and it took away my pad that I was using to really extra and fund my retirement. So I had to come up with something else. Um, it's no surprise. This is like not some sort of secret that I'm revealing here. I'm not pulling back the curtain on some big cop secret, but people are leaving this profession in droves. Uh, cops are, it's, it, it breaks my heart. They're committing suicide. They're committing suicide on duty, uh, which just, I, I don't know what to say about that. But people are, um, are really at a low point right now. Um, we're human. It's tough. And I actually had a woman come up to me from another agency who knew my background and she was crying. And she asked me, you know, what would you do? You know, I'm, she's roughly my age, but she's only ever been a cop where I've, I'm fortunate, you know, I, I have this background so I can kind of fall back on that if I need to. And it got me thinking like, there's not a lot out there. There's not a lot out there for women, generally speaking. It's a lot of hair and makeup and, you know, fun, fun shit, which is fine. That's cool. I'm, I'm all down with hair and makeup and, and stuff like that. But there's not a lot of information of substance. I mean, your podcast obviously was just coming online at this point. So I was new to that, which was awesome. But ladies, you got you to gotta take it and sort of run with it. So do this before you get hurt. God forbid, I'm not wishing that on you, but it's inevitable. Everybody gets hurt at some point in their career. It just happens. I mean, but, you know, it could be bad and you need to be prepared for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and um, we'll call it her, her business primarily focuses on women. I know, you know, she means we were just talking about it. I mean, men pay attention to, because you definitely need your own, you know, exit strategy. And she hits on a, uh, on a very, you know, vulnerable point um, that, you know, you hear me talk a lot about on this podcast is um, the suicide rate. Unbelievable. We lost one on January 1, 19, uh, you know, just unbelievable. And, you know, I was talking to, um, I was talking to another female officer and she was telling me, you know, how she lost her supervisor and he didn't commit suicide the way that you would think that he, like like a typical way. He actually, he was just so depressed and so mentally like zapped. He kind of like, he not kind of like, he drank himself to death. And I, you know, that's, that's what's going on. Like, this is reality. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of sheepdogs come to me. This is, and this is why I love having Carla on here. And so like, I can point um, you all to her. They come to me and they say, Autumn, like, I don't have any money. I don't have money. I need to do something else. I can't work anymore over time. The taxes are killing me. Um, you know, my wife and I were on the verge of splitting and uh, we, I don't know what to do. I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. You know, and then they'll go into some sort of, you know, um, multi-level marketing and there's nothing wrong with that. I've done it myself. But sometimes like, you know, it's just not sometimes like all times, if you're going to start a business, you have to understand it's going to take time to build too, you know? So, you know, listening to Colette and taking her advice on like starting something as soon as you like get into the job, you know, within a few years of that is the smartest advice. I think honestly, I've heard in a really long time. So um, thank you for that Colette. Um, so can you tell us, so I want to kind of just shift gears just a little bit um, with you. And so um, as you know, um, you know, I really like to focus on, kind of like the mental health and like the stress adaptation uh, for first responders. And it, it sounds like by having, um, having this side business, the side hustle, you've been able to adapt pretty quickly. Can you t- talk to us a little bit about like how you manage stress um, f- from being a police officer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, straight out of the gate, I, um, I made the decision that I was going to go to midnights, which, of course, that's because you're not a real cop until you work on midnights, right? At least that's what I was told. So, you know, I kind of self-imposed a lot of stress on myself. About three months into that first year, I just stopped sleeping. So everything just fell away. Everything was just a disaster. I, I couldn't do my own business. I couldn't work out. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I looked awful. I, I see pictures of myself now. I looked 10 years older. Thank God that's gone away. Uh, I don't want to look, I don't want to look that old. I'm 35. I don't want to look 45. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, stress, the big thing is, is my, my workout schedule and really my morning routine and my success habits. Um, and, and God bless anybody that gets in the way of me trying to do that because it's just, it's just not going to work out. So my big thing is, is this, I'm a creature of habit. Um, I understand that, you know, you need to be flexible and adaptable and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you really got to work on getting yourself into a routine. And I understand that's hard. A lot of people that are listening to this are on shift work and I'm very fortunate. I'm now on an evening shift. I don't have to switch shifts. I don't work mids and days and eves and all this crazy stuff. I have a very good schedule, but to the point that it's possible, you really got to get yourself on a schedule. You got to have a system. 
you have to have habits, you have to take time for yourself. So like, for instance, for me, first thing in the morning, I, I make it a point for the first hour of every single day, I don't touch my phone. There's, there's, no, there's no touching of the phone. I think we touch our phone something like 150 times a day. So we'll just stop right there for that first hour of the day. And that's, that's Colette time, right? So I, I use that to um, write in my gratitude journal. Yeah, I do all the woo-woo stuff, all right? So just, just bear with me, okay? Uh, I write in I my gratitude. because I do too. Yeah. So out of girl. It's all good. Hey, you know, whatever you want to do, right? But this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. So I write in my gratitude journal. I have very specific goals in those six key areas of my life that I talked about earlier. I have a mantra and a goal that goes with each of them. I speak them out loud. It is what it is. Um, and then I use the Headspace app. You can, there's like a, a lot of free stuff you can use on there. And I'll do 10, maybe 20 minutes of meditation uh, every single morning before I go ahead. I'll you know, make sure I'm, I'm drinking my water. I'm getting myself hydrated. Um, I've switched out my coffee for Four Sigmatic Chaga Mushroom Elixir because that stuff will make you feel like you're on fire. It is very focusing. It's awesome. And then it's straight to the gym. You know, that's, uh, that's like a non, that's just a non-negotiable. Uh, and I've, you know, I've stayed in shape. I've stayed fit. And that's what made it so, so difficult when I was hurt. Uh, you know, not only could I not walk, you know, I, I wasn't running anymore. I couldn't lift weights. I couldn't stick with anything. I couldn't be consistent, but you have to find that thing that you can be consistent with because you're just going to set yourself up for success. Uh, There's a, I forget the Admiral's name now, McRaven, Admiral McRaven from the Navy. He gave a a commencement speech at UT a few years ago, and he said, the first thing you do every morning, which I should say, this is the first thing I do every morning is I make my bed. And, and And why do you do that, right? I mean, I grew up with a mother who was like, you make your bed because it makes your head feel straight. You know, it's the first thing you do every morning. Your room is straight. Um, so I've been doing that for 35 years. But, you know, he talks about that. And it's because you have to feel like you have an accomplishment every single day. You know, you don't wake up and lay around in bed. No, you get up, you put your feet on the floor, and you get the day going. And really, whether you're hurt, whether you're having an up day, a down day, or anything in between, ladies and gentlemen, just really like having that routine and those success habits are what's going to ultimately keep you grounded no matter what life is throwing at you at work or in your personal life. And I love this. And something that I just, I really want to highlight, and, and I'd love to hear what your, your opinion is on this, but I can tell you my opinion and I'm going to. So everybody has something that works for them. And here's the thing, Sheep Nation, we need to get out of this whole mind fuckery that we're all in with this fucking with, you know, Instagram, because that's where I see it. You know, you know, you all, you know, if you want to be a fit cop, if you want to be, you know, whatever, whatever, you got to go into the gym and you've got to lift weights or you got to do CrossFit or you got to do all these things. I, I think Colin brings up a really valid point where she says, you just got to figure out what it is that you, you love to do. Like what, you know, what sets like your soul on fire? What makes you happy? Because if you're getting up every day and doing something because, Autumn said to do it, you know, or Colette said, said to do it or anybody said to do it. That That's no, you got to find what works for you. Like you got to find the workout and, and stay consistent and develop that routine. You've, you know, and it doesn't, it can be so different. Some of you are runners. You just like to run, then go run. Don't force yourself to do things that you hate doing. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just have a, I just have like this huge problem with like, we all have to, you know, try to fit in this box in this like square peg like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. I think that 
you know, what works for me is going to be different than what works for you. And, and the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I found myself trying to fit in and trying to be like everyone else and trying to do these workouts and trying to, you know, just do what I saw on social media. And it made me miserable. I couldn't stick to a routine. I didn't have, you know, but when I do have a routine, it makes my life a lot better. And so that's like, that was, that's great advice. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in that year and a half between getting laid off because of uh, an organization being financially mismanaged and I left, I found myself sort of at a, at a point where I was ready to pivot and uh, I went and actually became a full-time personal trainer. So literally 100% commission, you eat what you catch, um, had a full book in three months, worked seven days a week. And I could say right now, um, despite, I mean, I've had CrossFit certifications, I've had NASM certifications, I've, I have, I've had a lot of certifications. Uh, believe it or not, one of the things that I found works the best is a program called Athlean X by... Um, Jeff Cavalier. You could find him on YouTube. He's got like 7 million subscribers. He's super popular. You can get everything off there that you want. Um, and this is what I'm going to say next is one of his sayings, but I think it applies not only to your fitness, but to other things as well. He says, you want to stimulate, not annihilate. And what he means by that is, is that, look, we get way wrapped up when it comes to being kind of caught up in cop culture, right? So you absolutely have to have something else. And then with the same thing, right? We're tribal. We, we want to belong. That's the reason why people, you know, vote for politicians. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican, you know, or, you know, I follow the, the Patriots or I'm an Eagles fan or, you know, whatever it is, you know, we want to be part of something. So we want to be part of CrossFit. You know, that's like, that's the cop culture, right? You know, when you're out there building your brand avatar for your, your Sheepdog Nation podcast, you were looking at this. You're going, hmm, well, they like to CrossFit and they like to shoot guns and they follow these pages and, you know, they drink Black Rifle coffee and they do this and they do that. And I, I, I'm going to really press people and say, you need to kind of challenge yourself and think outside that box. Um, you know, you're wasting a lot of time, you know, forcing yourself to do something that's not right. Now, if that works for you and you feel good doing it, then by all means, but CrossFit's not good for my body. I know that. I have a, a smaller frame. I have smaller joints, very prone to tendonitis and inflammation. And if I do CrossFit, I destroy my body. So don't do things that are going to mess you up. So Athlean X works really well. I work out five days a week. The workouts are like max 30 minutes and I'm in the best shape of my life. And I'm ready to go out there and, you know, run after people and do whatever I got to do on duty, you know, help my brothers and sisters out. And um, yeah, all right. So it's not like the popular cop culture thing, but, but it works for me. So find what works for you. I love that. And, and so how, so is that how you, and like you said, like just by having a system is how you deal with the stress from the job, would you say? Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Now you got to be careful with that though, too, because you can become overly rigid and then, you know, feel like you're going to have like a four-year-old temper tantrum where you're like, I didn't get my, my chaga and my gratitude journal time this morning. Like, okay, you know, slow your roll, spin, spin it down, right? You have to be adaptable and flexible. But yeah, the more you could stay on point with that, like, I know my, you know, I know when I'm doing my laundry, you know, I know my uniforms are pressed and ready to go. My boots don't look like crap, right? I don't look like a sloppy mess when I go to work because your command presence is really important. So having that system, having those routines, having those priorities delineated up front 
to know what you're focusing on at the beginning of the week. And I actually challenge people to do that. Like, yeah, I understand, you know, some of us work weekends, some of us work random days of the week. But the thing that I found to be most helpful is actually staying on like a normal person's schedule as much as possible. So I try to, like, I know, like, Sundays are my rest day from the gym on a workout. That's it. Doesn't happen. Just not happening. I know that that's when, you know, laundry gets done and uniform upkeep happens and, you know, whatever I have to do for me. So it's very dependable and predictable. So when everything else is swirling around me out of control, at least there's something there that I know is is steady. Yep. I think that's really important. Um do you have like off the top of your head, whether it's like a call or something about the job, can you share with us what you find to be like the most stressful situation you've ever been in? You know, I, I work in a relatively safe jurisdiction. I'm going to like knock on something now because mm-hmm. let's keep it that way. I'm like one of those superstitious cops, but um, yeah, you know, it's a time that I think back to now. I was, I was like brand new. I think I had been on solo patrol for maybe two months. Uh, I'm working midnights. I'm driving circles around the county, just trying to stay awake with the windows open, air blasting in my face. And um, I don't know what it was. It was just, you know, men and women have this ability. So guys, if you're listening to this, you have intuition too, and you need to listen to it. And it was just one of those times where it just, just all, all the hair on my body stood up and something just told me there's something not right. There's something, there's something wrong with this car that's parked in a parking lot of a park after dark. Uh, it's maybe like two in the morning and I ran the tag, checking it with my binoculars, you know, doing, doing what I need to do. It doesn't come back to a local car. It doesn't come back to the dude that's sleeping behind the wheel. He's clearly passed out. Um, and I, I went and got a, I went and got an adult as we joke and say, uh, I went and got a guy who'd been on the SWAT team for like 10 years. And I said, Hey, you come check out this car with me. He's like, yeah, of course. Sure. No problem. And I have to tell you the, the, the feeling, this overwhelming irrational feeling of gun, 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 gun kept coming up, but the car came back to like an 80 year old woman, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So why did I have that feeling? So we come up, we mark out with the car, you know, straight up like academy style traffic stop sort of thing. And uh, my partner goes to peek into the car next to him to make sure that there's nobody in it. And I look in and sitting on the passenger seat, you know, no holster, was a loaded, was a loaded semi-automatic pistol. And there were just Corvo bottles all over the ground. And it was just one of those moments of like, oh shit, this is real. Like this is really happening. Um, you know, and thankfully we were really lucky. We, you know, we were able to detain him and pull him out of the car and uh, nobody, thank God, there was no shooting. But just a few weeks later, that same scenario happened in another jurisdiction and the guy went for his gun and raised it. And obviously the outcome, as you know, was very different. So just, yeah, that's, that's probably the most stressful thing. I have to say, like, I don't really get all worked up and excited, turning on the lights and sirens and driving fast. Like I could care less. Um, but I know that experience, like I was so tired after that call mm. because I had that adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've probably been through more stressful things than that, you know, where close calls in the car, you know, almost wrecking out and doing stuff like that. But it was that experience for some reason that just kind of still stays with me to today. So if I get that overwhelming feeling of like, 
watch the hands or, or gun or, or whatever it is, I, I listen to it. I don't question it. I don't try to make it logical. It just is what it is. And, and that's something that I talk a lot about um, is for sheepdogs to pay attention to your intuition, pay attention to that voice, listen to your gut, whatever you want to call it. I can tell you that, you know, when I was on FTO, you know, my, my FTO and he was, you know, he'd been around a long time and he even told me that's what has saved his ass multiple times. But like Colette brought up, I'm just going to kind of like, I just want to connect the dots here. The reason I wanted to bring up that story was also because if you if you go back and you listen to what she said she does every single morning, she takes like at least 10 minutes and she meditates. She connects to herself. She she's focused. She she can it makes it much more, you know, easier for her to listen to that intuition. You know, we've had Mark Divine on the podcast. He talks about this. He is very much in tune. He's a former Navy SEAL. Um, and he is very much in tune to, you know, box breathing, tactical breathing, meditating every single day so that you can, you know, you can learn how to, you know, slow down time in your mind and you can, and you can, you know, stay connected to your intuition because honestly, sheepdogs at the end of the day, that's what we have. If we, if we can let, our, if we let our intuition guide us, I just think we're going to be a hell of a lot better off. So maybe your intuition's telling you that, Hey, I need to have an exit strategy <laughs> and you probably do. And I think that this is huge. So Kala, can you, um, anything else you want to leave us with? Let us know how we can get a hold of you Any everything like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same. It's Master of Her Craft. The handle is Master Her Craft. And guys, if you're listening to this, it's it's not like some man-hating crap, okay? I'm not like that. That's just not how I roll. I think you're fantastic. It's just that there was nothing out there for women. So that's why it's Master of Her Craft. Um, yeah, absolutely. Colette Byer. I'm on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. So, but absolutely, just by all means, just thank you for what you do. This is one cop to another cop saying that, um, you know, God bless all of you and, you know, stay safe out there, watch your back, watch each other's backs and, and, uh, you know, just, just really like take that time for you and be selfish. Cops tend to be so selfless. And I know that, I know that the media doesn't portray it that way. And a lot of citizens don't say it that way, but being on the inside and knowing you, even though we've never worked together and may never meet, um, at the end of the day, we're all cut from the same cloth in one way, shape, or form or another. Um, and just, uh, you know, take care of you and take care of each other, please. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Colette. I'm going to leave your handle. It's going to be in the show notes, you guys, so you can get a hold of her. You need to go and hang out with her. She, um, she also has a kick-ass podcast. I said that in the beginning of the show, but I'm telling you it now. Go hang out with her. She's right full of really good um, advice, good things to get your mind thinking in a whole different, completely different way. So uh, thank you, Colette, Sheepdog Nation. I will see you in the next episode. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe. 